0: I was still getting used to it. I, I got so excited. We had a really big win over someone. And, you know, I just went up to him and, like, bear-hugged him. But, like, I don't really know my own strength. Right. So, like, I kind of tackled him to the ground. And Mike's like, you can't do that to me. Like, it's Nick Swisher. I was like...
1: to a brand new episode of Riding the Rails. My name is DJ Everly, your host every week, and join me for the first time. We've been trying to set this up for a, a month or so now after <laughs> you guys blew me off the first time. It's a couple of the uh, clubhouse managers, managers, part of the clubhouse staff, Mike Machaco and Timmy Drews. Guys, how are we doing? How's everything going, bud? Yeah, happy Fourth of July to both of you. Happy
2: Fourth of July. Always oh. good to be here.
1: Also known as Massey Tanaka Day.
2: Yes. Tanaka time here is granted.
1: So, We'll start there. I mean, when you guys get a rehabber like that, I mean, what is that like just from, obviously, because you guys work in the clubhouse. People really don't know, the average fan probably doesn't know what what you guys do. So, what is that like for you guys to get, well, first, you know, we'll talk about getting a rehabber like this. How
2: does that change the day-to-day, Yes. Um... Well, first of all, we get in contact. We try to uh, with a major league rehabber. Uh, he likes to pick up the food for the guys, which is the most important job that we we take on. So that's <laughs> what the is, first question that the players ask, and uh, of course, that's the first thing we have to set up.
1: What is what? It's not it has Tonka picked yet.
2: Uh, he has. Pay, he just gave me a budget that uh, yeah. that we'll work under and uh, try to find somewhere that's open. You know, the Fourth of <laughs> yeah. July yeah. adds its own chal- <laughs> set of challenges for uh, food like this. So. Um, yeah, we, we reached out to Texas Roadhouse, and okay. uh, they're going to set the boys up tonight with some good barbecue. There you go. So, just, I guess in general, as the part of the Clubhouse staff, what,
1: what do you guys do? Like, just how early, like for a 7 o'clock game like we have today, how early are you getting in? What's your day look like? Because obviously, there's a lot of work that goes in to getting these guys on the field, and you play a big role in that.
2: Sure. Uh, so today we got in at nine o'clock, and that's typically the right around the time that uh, I, I arrived at the clubhouse. Um, we got in last night at uh, right around two fifteen. Um, we unloaded the buses, went home, got a couple hours sleep. Uh, with the schedule kind of crazy, so we didn't want to want to go on too much of uh, no rest. So right. sent the boys home. We got back at nine o'clock and uh, got the clubhouse set up. Usually takes us about three hours once the team gets back to unpack and get the place set up. So were you, so
1: were you, so when they got home, and did you guys do stuff last night?
2: No, uh, we just, we just unloaded the bags, yeah. we put the bags in the lockers, and then uh, we got the laundry started and got okay. out of there.
1: And I know, big thing, you know, tomorrow's uh, afternoon game, 12 o'clock,
2: it's your day, Timmy.
1: It's my, my day. It's panca- pancake.
0: Big, big pancake day tomorrow. Um, we're going to start a little earlier because it's a 12 o'clock game instead of one, so... I think we're going to open the clubhouse around 8, 8.30 for players to come in. I'm sure Kale Kosho will be the first one there. <laughs> this big pancake guy. He'll, he'll get his blueberry and chocolate chip and he'll yeah. be set for the day.
1: How many pancakes do you make on average, do you think?
0: <sighs> Probably close to two, 300? A lot. I make a lot. Yeah. Maybe not that many, but I make
1: a lot. Yeah. At least two a guy. Yeah. Now, I know, obviously, this is a little bit different, but... With 4th of July being today, there's different uniforms for the guys who are wearing. It's sort of a different because it's like a league-wide thing, but I know we're being melon heads. I know we were talking about other stuff that's in the future. How important? How much of a role do you guys play in that of the uniforms when it comes to these alternate uniforms?
2: Well, uh, we start uh, early on in the year. Um, sometimes I see a concept ahead of time, and they'll ask my opinion. Sometimes we don't. Um, you know, if it's a <clears throat> if it's a charity or a sponsor, you know they kind of have their guidelines and their colors, so we don't have a whole lot of input on that. But uh, uh, you know, we'll ask you know for jersey sizes and, and and quantities and things like that that I'm heavily involved in. Um, from different manufacturers, it kind of gets tough the, because we we only order a limited amount, and uh, if jerseys don't fit, uh, Timmy's running around the clubhouse trying to <laughs> fit guys, and that's why sometimes, a lot of times, you see guys in different numbers, just because I was say, yeah. uh, we're just trying to piece it together.
1: I was gonna say, I remember when they had back-year baseball night, it was Mellonhead's uniform, and Ronald Torres was there until the day before, got called up, and I think Abital Avelino was in Torres' yes.
2: uniform. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the uh, the problem with the special uniforms. I mean, like like today, uh, we had we had jerseys made for uh, Torres, who's on the restricted right. list, and uh, we had a couple of guys, Brody Coroner's number was made, yep. and, and things like that. And there's just so many so many adjustments we can make yeah. until it's you know the Fourth of July and we are centrist. Yeah. Selfishly takes the day off for the holiday, so we can't we can't make too many adjustments today. So we do have some uh, jerseys that are going to be on different guys.
1: But I saw Tanaka's got 19, so yeah. that that worked out. Well, the, you have to make sure the rehabber. Uh, I think that
2: we found out on uh, Friday, yeah. And I talked, we were talking to Timmy, and we got uh, you know just uh, just in case um, some somebody like Tanaka, obviously. Uh we don't mind burning a jersey for we can just right. stick that out a different number if it didn't or a different uh person if it didn't right. if he didn't come here. So yeah.
1: So I saw he's got it. so are their names on the back of the uniforms today? No, no,
2: I, the front office did that. I think they're probably okay. gonna frame that, get that signed and frame it uh, okay. You know, hopefully they're hoping hopeful for a big day at the ballpark. So
1: yeah.
2: Um it'll be a cool little uh souvenir yeah. for them.
1: So I I'm curious. How did, how did you, I mean, how did you because this is such a unique job, and maybe a job a lot of, a lot of people would dream about, to be around the clubhouse, be around these guys, all, all, especially the Yankees organization, the guys you've been around, the guys you have relationships with. How did you find yourself where you are today?
2: Well, I, I emailed the Red Barons when I was, uh, I think, 14 or 15 years oh. old. Um, my mother was on me to get a job, and... I don't like, I mean, I didn't want a real job. I didn't want to cut grass. I didn't want to, you know. So I thought, oh, I'll be a bad boy, you know. How how hard could that be? And uh, I I got a phone call back just to going into the season of 2002. And it was uh, a guy by the name of Rich Refta, who was the visiting clubhouse manager at the time. Mm -hmm. He was from Dunmore. And they said that they are looking for a bad boy. And... It was just dumb luck and you know came up filled out my paperwork and we and i started from there and uh, i was a bat boy for a few seasons um on the visiting side um you know it was it was interesting and uh you know just learned a lot became a clubhouse assistant moved up and then moved on the home side as an assistant and then uh found myself as a clubhouse manager in 2013 with the diamondbacks oh wow yeah
1: and then I'm um, did you up. Uh... I mean, obviously, Arizona was pretty far away from home, so was yeah. that part of the thinking? Or?
2: Actually, so what happened was uh, one of my very good friends, I was his assistant here, Brian Valonis yeah. at the time, and he had left, and the Yankees gave the job to somebody else mm-hmm. um, inside the organization, and there was no right. hard feelings. And so I decided that I was probably going to be done with the game of baseball um, at, at that point. I, I forget how old I was, maybe 23, 24, yeah. time to make a change and um, didn't want to be an assistant anymore and thought I was done. I was gonna go in the family business, which uh, my, my brother and sister own a restaurant. And I, um, I I saw online that the Diamondbacks were hiring full-time mm-hmm. clubhouse managers where the Yankees had only been the first and only organization at the time to do so. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Towers was the general manager with the Diamondbacks at the time and he was a special assistant here. Okay. I met him through Brian Cashman. Yeah. And so I got in contact with him um, through dave miley and then that mo- the following monday that was on a thursday the following monday they called me and asked me if i'd like to go to double a for them and it was off to the races i went down to mobile alabama for them um and was down there for six months and uh was going to go back um and then the yankees called me and offered me the job here and uh, that's how i ended up back here
1: now timmy you're i believe you're, you're official told of clubhouse assistant correct Is that yes your My, i don't i'm, I'm the assistant to the clubhouse. I, sure. <laughs> I like it. I like that. How do you? How, same thing. To, I mean, how did you find yourself to where you are today?
0: So I've known Mike my entire life, which has been a great thing. But um, in two thousand two thousand sixteen, I uh, changed schools, mm-hmm. so I came home, right? And I was looking for a job. Uh, I was going to Penn State Worthington at the time, and my my older brother Tommy, who's best friends with Mike, said. Hey, why don't you call Mike? He's coming back from spring training, and I remember it. I was on my brother's back porch, and uh, Mike's like, "Yeah, I'll call you in a few days." I was like, "Okay, we'll see what happens here." And I remember I was on, I was at the YMCA in Dunmore, yeah, working out, and I get a call from Mike. Hey, come up to the clubhouse right now! And I didn't know what to expect. The first week here was—I didn't think I was going to make it through. <laughs> My feet hurt.
1: I was mentally drained.
0: I was like, "What is Mike putting me through?" But I stuck
1: it out, and uh, you know, three years later, here I am. I was gonna say, you guys have to do obscure things. I mean, when it comes to this job, I mean, you're always on your feet. I heard, you know, there's a rail rider who went and gave you a certain amount of money. He's like, "Go pick me up as many Red Bulls as you can get." with Are you going to pick up food? I mean, it, there's just a lot of. I mean, what's the most obscure job that you've you've done? Obscure task. That <laughs> Can't well, say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you, that you can say. It's a family show. <laughs> no, uh,
2: we, we we do anything. Uh, you know, uh, there's oil changes. Uh, you know, on, on a Saturday night, uh, being local, it helps a lot right. with a lot of the connections. Yeah, so that's just one thing that pops <laughs> in my mind because it, it it sounds simple, but like on a six o'clock on a Saturday night right. to call somebody to get to do an oil change. Um, or roses on, on, on uh you know, Mother's Day or something where yeah. it's last minute and it's harder than it's summer right. you know, because you wanna give them something nice. Yeah. So you're you're just always trying to make things work and make their lives easier and let them focus on the game of baseball.
1: I was going to say, because you, you think about, like, maybe when someone hears, like, an average person hears, oh, they can't go get their oil change. But the same thing is, like, people don't understand. These guys are literally here all day. Sure. So they're not here. They're, they're, the time that they have at home usually isn't when these normal operating hours are, is where you guys come in, I guess.
2: Absolutely. So uh, I'll give you an example. Luis Sessa. You know, he just got back from New York um, and was here for uh, what were called three days last yeah, three, yeah. So, you know, there's a day game mixed in there. And yep. He tossed me his keys for and he said, "Hey, could you could could you get my oil changed? Uh, I need service. My service lights on." And we call and make the appointment and drop it off for him. Uh, you know, they're at the field by noon, twelve thirty sometimes, depending on if he pitched the night before. So, right. he doesn't have a lot of time. And if we could take that off his plate, it's one less thing he has to worry about. And honestly, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So, you mentioned guys like Luis, says, I mean, there's been a lot of guys, I mean,
1: you, let's just go back a couple of years first, I mean, 2016 is the year that the government, well, I, no, 2007, six, yeah, 16, because last year was the year that this team won the Chipotle National Championship game, last year, ooh, they went to the Covers Cup Finals, being part of that, I know, you see the photos, I know you were in the photos, I know, Tim, I've seen you at diff, a different, <laughs> like, you were down du, in Durham, running. you were in Durham, and you are good that, yeah, there we go, and, <laughs> What's I mean? What was that experience like? Those two years, especially winning the AAA national championship and the ride to be there for it. Down in Gwinnett was maybe one of my
0: favorite weekends ever. I I was sitting in class and Mike texted me, "Hey, you got to get down here. We need you." <laughs> I booked the flight, come down. Like I got to the airport in like 15 minutes. I yeah. I don't know. I got there so quick. <laughs> Took an hour Uber ride from Atlanta, and just. When we, I showed up in like the fifth inning as soon as I, as soon as I got there, like as soon as I stepped in the dugout, RBI double or something like that, and we went up, and it was no looking back after yeah. that point. It was, that was awesome. Yeah, probably, hopefully we do it again this year. But I thought we were gonna have it last year, and then
2: yeah, so we'll it was close. This year.
0: Yeah, very close.
2: It's those those seasons are 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 tough to come by, especially in the minor leagues. uh, Trade deadline happens, you know. You, yeah. you think you're you're set up for a run, and then, you know, the, you, lose the, the team. you lose half the <laughs> team. The, the major league team, that's who we're here to serve, you right. know. And uh, sometimes in September they take everybody, and 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 we're left with with a depleted staff. But uh, things lined up. That 2016 team was something special. Uh, the Nick Swishers of the world, Pete Cosma. Um, you know, we we were stacked in the beginning I mean, with the Gary Sanchezes Sanchez's and Judge. And, and Judge and Nick Goody and. And the list goes on and on, and and, and it's funny that we were so into it and so were the guys in New York because they were out of it at that time. And and I remember talking to Nick Goody and those guys, and they're on the back of the bus on the way to the airport, and they just lost, and and they're watching their phones to see how we were doing, and they're cheering in the back of the bus as we're winning. Uh, And, you know, everybody was just into it, and I think that uh, the coolest thing is you know, uh, we did a ring ceremony down in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I'm looking around, and there's Judge, and I'm standing next to Gary Sanchez, and you know, we all share that ring, and and that's a story. That yeah. ring is a story of that year, and um, it, that was a special group. It was fun to be around uh, Al Padrique. It was unbelievable, as you know. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know, from top to bottom, that was that was so enjoyable, and uh, you know, you don't get to do it every year, and you have to you have to really uh, appreciate it when it happens. So
1: not only were you guys down in Durham, but so was. And which is a new element starting last year, which is stuck over this year. It's homegrown. And you guys have your had your heavy presents. Timmy's had a GoPro on him entire <laughs> <laughs> I had a GoPro
0: on for an entire day. I would. Blake said, uh, "Who's the producer?" Yeah. said I was outside watching a thunderstorm rolling for about thirty minutes. So I don't know if I'm going to wear
1: a GoPro because now Mike knows where I am at all times, <laughs> which is good and bad. <laughs> well, I mean, what's that? What's that aspect? I mean, how's What is that like to be around that? I mean, because I remember. Me, the, for the media day when you were there, you were showing, the, giving the tour, and the cameras following you. And then there, <laughs> me and Connor Foley, who's the, the Times Tribune beat writer, are standing over in the corner. And your guys are coming towards us. <laughs> we tried, we tried to like, m- 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 we tried to anticipate where the camera was going. Pick the wrong direction, and you guys have following <laughs> us. Uh,
2: my, my favorite moment of the whole series was when I made a Timmy do math on camera, <laughs> which. Which, and they left the whole clip in, which was like there was a lot aqu- more behind it too. Awkward fifteen twenty seconds of Timmy trying to do math and toss and turn, which is funny. But Blake's been great. Her crew is nothing but professional, and uh, they make it easy. They make us look way better than we should um, with with her ability to edit and stuff. So um, they they make it fun. It, it's a different aspect. It's something I never thought I'd be able to you know to do as TV. Um, and uh, you know. Guys like to give me a hard time because we're always on. And it seems like we're always. You have a featured. presence almost yeah. every episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's fun and it's different. It's definitely a, it's something different that we never thought we'd be a part of.
1: Timmy's a highlight for you. Is it panca- I mean, pancakes? Pancakes yeah. has been a presence each season. Yeah, pancakes <laughs>
0: definitely. But I mean, I did laugh at the struggling at the math because I'm not the greatest in math. But I think it's so cool. Like you're on TV, and um, I remember someone telling me like I was in New York and I saw you on TV yeah. and like. Uh, it's just really cool. All my friends are, like, sending me Snapchats and texts, like, Hey, there's you and Mike on TV! Which is, I mean... I
2: love it, though. <laughs> my my mother actually just texted me. I think I have it right here. The other day, this was like three days ago. She finally said, "Oh my god, I just saw you on TV with all these exclamation points!" I said, well, "Where have you been for a year and a half? You know, like you're yeah. excited about this now. Everybody's been talking about it since like, last was just, May." Yeah, she's like, yeah, "Well, this is the first time I saw it, Mike." I was like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> fair enough. Better late than never." Yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Whatever you can catch up, go ahead. So. I have a thing with yeah. my girlfriend. I'll only watch it with her because watching it with my dad is is tough because he's always asking me a million questions. I'm like, Dad,
1: <laughs> I lived it. Like, I don't want to rethink it. <laughs> so you guys mentioned the names that have been through this clubhouse, whether it be Nick Swisher, the Aaron Judges, you know, Glaver Torres. What are some of, like, the, the favorite memories? I mean, obviously everyone loves Aaron Judge. Is there, like, an Aaron Judge story
2: that sticks out? I uh, uh, For me... Uh, just the type of guy he is, and uh, I remember him, and you see every type of personality here. You see the twenty year old uh, that 's never struggled in his life that finally gets here thats that, right. that struggles, and people handle it completely different and uh, you know I remember Aaron judge one time and uh, his locker was the first one when he come in, and I always take the uniforms over on that side. And I remember watching the game and and hearing that he went 0 for five with five strikeouts that game, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm gonna stay away. You know, you just <laughs> you just get that feeling yeah. uh, being around those years. And he came up and he handed me his jersey with a big smile, patted me on the back, and asked me how my day was. And I'm thinking, oh boy, like you know, and, yeah. and that's just the way he always took it in stride. He always took everything in stride. Um, you know people would knock down the door to get in the clubhouse our ownership uh media you know media uh, obligations stuff like that that he always handled in stride and he was always a professional and I, quite honestly hasn't changed to this day no. still still says the same stuff to me still we have the same conversations we did when he was here and you know he's a mega star in all aspects it, it's, it's it's,
1: no it's completely true because i remember i remember I, I started covering the team, as you guys remember, last year, so he wasn't here. But I went up to him that spring training, and I was like, hey, man, I cover the Rail Riders for the this new World I He's like, oh, that's awesome. And we had this nice conversation for like three or four minutes about it. And then I went up to him again this year. And this is after he's gone through winning Rookie of the Year, winning the Home Run Derby, sure. leading this team to ALCS. It was after he had just – it was actually after he had to talk to me about about uh, – Manny Machaco, that the whole yeah. thing. I was there when that happened, and I went up to him. I think it was either like the day later or like a, maybe a, a half an hour later. And we again, it was like, it was just like Aaron Judge before he was a megastar. Sure. Gave me time today because you don't always see that. Right. I know you. You're. I know you're especially close with him. Tim.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I remembered when I first got here, like my first day when the players came in. I met him and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like, because I I didn't grow up a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I just thought of him as a normal person, even to this day, like. Play Fortnite with him or something like that, and he's just the same guy. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, I see him on TV, and it's like, you know, I got to see him in Philly last weekend, and his he hit one out in the stadium in like three seconds, and yeah, I look at him like, yeah, but
1: that's that's a
0: different him. I mean, like, he's right here and <laughs> he's crushing those balls, but I mean, he's just he's just the greatest guy. Is
1: is there is it is it a surprise to you guys who have especially you've been around him longer than Timmy has? But just I mean, this this success that just came.
2: I, I think yeah, I I I would lie if I if, you know, you project anything that uh those guys, you know, the success that Severino had right. or, or Judge had, uh, you know, I'm not a baseball guy. I, I don't hopefully that all these guys have some sort of success in the major leagues, but to see how he's handled it and see the success that he's had early on yeah. is incredible. Um, you know, just texting him after the home run derby. Um you know, you know he's getting floods of text messages. And at 2 in the morning, your phone rings, hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you've ever done. And it's mm-hmm. just that type of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I am surprised, but it couldn't be happier yeah. for him uh, and, and all those guys. I mean, it's it's incredible yeah. to turn on a Yankee game now and watch – the rail riders, up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you
1: know, it's, it's literally this lineup. That, like, today's lineup is right. all guys that were like originally supposed to be on team around team sure. at some point. Up from like one to nine, it's no, incredible, no
2: doubt about. it. I mean, watching them play the Mariners, yeah. uh, you know, Tommy Phelps. <laughs> I was walking through the coach room. He said, "How about our inner squad game on here today?" Because you know Ben Gamble's up there and, and, and Rumble's throwing, and it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty awesome to see the amount of talent that's come through PNC yeah. Field here. You know,
1: he's mentioned bombs and and guys who are going up there. One guy. He's a favorite in the clubhouse. Kyle Gashioka. Oh
2: man, hit a home <laughs> run again today. today. <laughs> it's <such laughs> just unbelievable.
1: Three, three hits, three home runs, four RBIs, um, more than four. Yeah,
2: probably you no, know, yeah, you can't make it up. I mean, it's just these guys seem to go up there, and the light. Some people handle the pressure well, and some people don't. And these guys just seem to respond. I mean, it's. I think it's just contagious up there. I think that they they get them each other comfortable, and and they're there to have fun and and. uh uh, play the game
1: another guy who you guys have seen in two different ways be a special advisor and then a player nick swisher (laughs) i mean i even have like my own as you (laughs) figure i have my stories i met the guy a couple of times he he came on my podcast earlier on in the year what what's what's your favorite nick swisher story that you can reveal on the
0: podcast (laughs) (laughs) i have a good one so uh it was like one of one of the early days he was on the team and I don't know, I was still getting used to it. I, I got so excited. We had a really big win over someone, and, you know, I just went up to him, like, bear hugged him, but, like, I don't really know my own strength. Right. So, like, I kind of tackled him to the ground, and Mike's like, you can't do that, to me, like, it's Nick
1: Swisher. I was like, ooh.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, like, we share our birthday, so, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's. Cool.
1: He was okay with it. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, no, he, he <laughs> laughed. <at me. laughs> Call you bro. Yeah, no, it's cool, bro. Don't worry about, it, bro.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Swish. <laughs> we we had a different uh, beach game. The can jam. We had the the spike ball. He he really loosened the place up. He 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 led by example. Uh, you know, show these guys that it was okay to be here. That you play well, things will happen. And. uh he created a great atmosphere for that team in '16, and he was another guy that was on, you know, on the face, on Facetime with us the whole way through. He was going to fly down to Georgia because <laughs> he wanted to be a part of it, you know, and all these guys that have World Series rings, yeah. looking for the ch- National Championship ring because they were a part of it and they wanted to be a part of it, yeah. and it was it was really awesome. He was he was incredible to have in the clubhouse yeah. for those young guys.
1: Alright, so I'm going to send, because I know obviously it's, uh, we're getting, we're a couple game we're a few hours from first base, but guys are probably going to start rolling in now, so I want to send you on your way, but before we go, real quick, favorite story that you guys have so far, that you've accumulated? Oh,
2: good.
0: Maybe, so probably the first time Mike took me to Yankee Stadium, I just remember walking through the clubhouse like, oh, Greg Bird comes up, hi, I'm Greg, and I was like, Oh, and, like, looking over CC's there, and I just, I remember walking on the field, like, looking around, like, not many people get to do this? And, like, <laughs> this is, like, my first week on the job. I'm, like, right. calling my dad. I'm, like, Dad, you'll never believe where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sending
1: pictures, like, really rubbing it in because, I mean. It's a job that I for 18. 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this, so, is this something that you see, like, a future in, Tim? Because, obviously, you're still in college. Um, I mean, I, I hope... Hopefully, you know, maybe we get to the big leagues, that'd
0: be awesome, but I don't know, I feel like we're pretty good at what we do, not to brag, but I mean, just seeing how the guys treat us and, you know, what their opinions are about us, like, Shane Robinson said, you guys are like the best minor league clubbies I've ever had, (laughs) and I mean, coming from that, he said, you guys are two in all-time clubbies behind the Minnesota clubbies, which, I mean, he's been, you know, he's been out for a while, Right. he's been in the league for a while, and to say that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: So I I I think taking it back to the to the uh, down at Steinbrenner Field in Tampa when we got we got our rings for the national championship was really awesome. It's something that I'll, uh, I'll look back on for a long time. Like, like I said, I, I got right, announced right after, or right in front of Gary Sanchez, and he's telling me to suck it in because we're on national TV. <laughs> and uh, so that's something that you know that. You just you you don't you don't get you you, you don't get you know yeah. a, in a nine to five job and getting to know these guys and <clears throat> them asking about my kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that is is something that uh, as a Yankee fan growing up is unbelievable to me yeah. um, you know being in the parking garage and Derek Jeter jumps out of an SUV in Mariano for the '96 uh, mm-hmm. reunion and uh, just the things that I never thought that yeah. you know I would ha- have have happened you know um, is probably my favorite. Yeah. favorite moments
1: and are you for i mean for you are you is like is the goal to be a clubby in the bigs or a- are you, absolutely yeah
2: yeah uh i i've I thought I wanted to do that when I was younger, and mm-hmm. here I am uh, what uh, sixteen years later, whatever it is, and still here, and I enjoy it, I enjoy the heck out of it um. And you know, hopefully, hopefully we get that chance. It's it's a it's a new challenge in the big leagues, and yeah. something that I would I would I would hope well, that all this work pays off. Imagine
1: the dynamic duo. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> it is. <I> <laughs> part of this
0: job is working <laughs> with Mike because he has his really good days, and then he'll have his bad days. And but. I'll also have those days, <laughs> right. and we're always there to pick each other up, which yeah. is, I mean, that, that's why we make it And I right didn't make him say that, either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said that. Right no, is this completely <laughs> in, yeah. Yeah, it's I, I didn't did say that. that.
1: He didn't just pass him a note or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, right, thank for, you. This has been another episode of Riding the Rails. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, SoundCloud.com. We're on iTunes. TimeZero.com is where everything is stored, along with all of my Rail Riders coverage. I know that this isn't 4th of July when it comes out. i will be out on Monday, but happy 4th of July. We'll uh, see you next week after the All-Star break.
2: Happy 4th.